Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this morning is found in the first lesson, Revelation 7. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Here ends the text. Saint. What do you think of when you hear the word saint? Perhaps we think of an especially holy person, someone who's been outstanding in their life of sanctification. Perhaps you've read the accounts of lives of men and women in the history of the church, people of prayer, people who overcame great obstacles to their faith. When we think of living saints, great people of God today, we might tend to think of those who are dignified and of noble character. When we think of great Christians living today, we think of those with perhaps forceful personalities who influence a lot of people for good. When we think of the saints in heaven, we recall men and women of conviction, a conviction molded by Jesus Christ in the power of God, the Holy Spirit, Men and women whose lives reflected Jesus Christ and the love of God and whose words and deeds gave witness to their faith. However, that great white host of our text today, the saints resting from their labors, that group of saints in heaven is made up of many, many different kinds of people. Some were martyrs. Some were people of God who died in their sleep courageous missionaries, faithful mothers and fathers, Christian parents and grandparents, husbands and wives, sons and daughters, those we love who have gone to heaven before us. A great white host indeed. Today we celebrate All Saints Sunday. As we do so, we think of all the saints those who have left life in this world with Christ in heaven. Yet today we also think of living saints, people like you and me. Saints, not because of what we have done, but saints because we have been clothed with the 100% perfect righteousness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And when God the Father looks at you and me in Jesus Christ, he sees us holy, righteous, radiant, without spot, because of Jesus Christ. You and I are among that great company of saints, believers known as the communion of saints. Today in our sermon, we will think about that great white host of heaven, made up of people from every nation and tribe and people and language, clothed in white robes, who wave the palm branch of victory, who surround the throne of the Lamb, who sing praises to him who died for their sins and is now alive forevermore.
Today we will also think about that great company of believers here on earth. People from every tribe and nation who are also clothed in the righteousness of Christ, who are still carrying their crosses, who are still running the race of faith, who are still fighting the good fight, who are still walking the pilgrim path to the promised land of heaven. And we as members of the church on earth, known as the church militant, are united with those who are members of the church in heaven, known as the church triumphant. Together, we form one great body of believers, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints. We begin by thinking about that first part of the communion of saints, those who have already gone on to heaven before us. I believe when most of us think about the saints in heaven, what first comes to mind are those beloved members of our family, those who are no longer with us, but now forever with the Lord. That's what I was thinking about when I was singing, For All the Saints, and Behold a Host Arrayed in White. We are familiar with feelings of loss. This morning, we lovingly remember and give thanks for the lives of Shirley, Russ, Darlene, Dallas, Barb, and Art. The Lord has called home to heaven these six beloved brothers and sisters in Christ since last November. And with each funeral of a dear family member or a dear friend, we think about them being with Christ. They may be our own family members, they may be parents or grandparents, aunts or uncles, sons or daughters. And the wonderful thing is that we can know that all those who have died in the Lord are now enjoying their inheritance in heaven and the victory and the joy that is their daily experience as saints above, as members of the church triumphant. We heard about their state of blessedness in our reading from Revelation 7. There before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Yes, when we think of our departed loved ones, the sadness we feel is always a reflection of our own loss and not their great gain. Who could ever be sad that they are now released from all that makes life in this world bitter and sorrowful? What eye has not seen, what ear has not heard, what has not even entered into our hearts is what they enjoy in the presence of God. Yes, they are saints, saints of God in the church triumphant, who have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. All saints is like celebrating Easter in November, as we also rejoice in the sure promise that all of God's saints in Christ shall rise the last day as well. 
As joyful and as wonderful the existence is of those who live in the presence of Christ, as wonderfully assuring are all those promises of the bodily resurrection on the last day. We who are saints on earth are still living body and soul in this fallen world with all of its heartaches and struggles and disappointments. We are still carrying our cross. We are disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ and discipleship as we know is not a bed of roses. It is an ongoing struggle. It's not too strong to say it's an ongoing battle as we fight against diabolical temptations, war against the bad example of the world, struggle with our own sinful nature that eagerly jumps on the nearest bandwagon that's heading away from God. Yes, we are part of the church militant. Ours is the ongoing struggle St. Paul describes so well in Romans 7. I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me, that is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do, no, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. How true are those words. Thank God for the communion of saints. O blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine. Yet all are one within your great design. Alleluia. When things are at their worst, when our battles of sin take a toll upon us, when we recall the sorrows and the losses that we have accumulated in this life, losses that are like dark smudges on a piece of white paper, we remember our final victory has already been won by Jesus Christ. Our dear Savior took upon himself our sins to the cross and Calvary, and he is now our living Lord who has gone ahead of us through death itself to prepare a place in heaven for us. For when the fight is fierce, the warfare long, steals on the ear the distant triumph song, and hearts are brave again, and arms are strong. Alleluia. Brave hearts, strong arms, what a wonderful way to describe the toughness of faith needed as we live out our members of the church militant. Sometimes you might feel like you are hanging on by a mere thread as you live your life and your vocation in this world. A world that does nothing but challenge and undermine your faith in Christ. We face many trials each day. Yet in spite of that, God is faithful and will remain faithful. He strengthens us with his word. He feeds us with the sacrament of Christ's body and blood. And God is the one in the power of the Holy Spirit who enables us to remain faithful unto death. 
We will in a few moments read names of men and women, dear examples of loving faithfulness that have touched our lives here at Grace. They are now part of that great cloud of witnesses in the church triumphant of whom the writer of the book of Hebrews speaks. The lives of Shirley, Ross, Darlene, Dallas, Barb, and Art encourage us to fight on, to stand strong, to conquer with them as they have conquered through Christ and now rest from their labors. They remind us once again, we who are part of the church militant, we who are saints at war against sin and Satan, to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who endured the cross to save us. For it is arisen. <clears throat> it is arisen, ascended, and all-powerful Lord Jesus Christ, who binds his church as one church, one communion of saints, one body of Christ, separated by death. We, the saints on earth, living in this broken world, they, the saints in glory, alive in the joy and peace of heaven, the bliss that is beyond our very thoughts. And they await the day when God will make all things new. So, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the golden evening brightens in the west. Soon, soon to faithful warriors comes their rest. Sweet is the calm of paradise the blessed. Alleluia. Amen. Now may the peace of Christ that passes all of our human understanding guard and keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. <clears throat>